Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is the big question, the show that gives you too much information on what antique from your grandparents' house that you should bring with you to a fight. Hint, always grab the hurdy-gurdy. My name is MT and I'm here today with off-screen producer Brandon. What's going on, brother? Hello, MT. So happy to be here today. Yeah, grab that hurdy-gurdy. It's a very powerful instrument. You can you can win over the battle with a with a sweet song, or maybe just hit your opponent in the head, knock him out cold. Boom. <laughs> Boom. The amount of uh, Law and Order episodes that I've seen with uh, Death by Hurdy-Gurdy, it's just too much. It's uh, honestly just an overused trope at this point. Ice-T coming in, uh, man, like so. he had a Hurdy-Gurdy. Well, look at me, I just know stuff. <laughs> you just try to buy it. You have to buy a Hurdy-Gurdy on the, on the dark web. <laughs> Gotta buy it's like, this is a dangerous game. weapon. Oh, my God. What's our big question for today, Brandon? Well, MT, with so much going on in the multiverse these days, it's hard to keep track of where some of the most powerful devices are. You know, leading up to Infinity War, we all knew that the most powerful thing in the universe were the Infinity Stones plus that sweet, sweet golden gauntlet. Uh, but now what? You know, now what? what's the big bad now? What are we so scared of? You know, as Doctor Strange gets ready for this big battle, we want to know what supreme artifacts he has at his disposal. You know, what can he bring to this fight that's going to give him the upper hand? And that leads us to this week's big question. What are the most powerful artifacts still around in the MCU? Mm, that's a great question, Brandon. Well, the MCU has introduced some really powerful items during its amazing 14-year run. And while some of them may have been lost or destroyed or even depowered, there are still a bunch of things out there that could be very useful in a battle. So we're going to check in on some of the most powerful artifacts out there in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and remind ourselves where they are, what they can do, and whether or not they might be useful in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Let's dive in with our first one, the iPhone 9. No one knows what Ooh. happened to that. It never came out. Still very useful. powerful phone. Still very useful. <laughs> Now, this first one is sort of a gimme. Um, it's the Darkhold oh. from WandaVision. And it's obviously going to play a huge part in Doctor Strange 2 as we see it in the trailer. And currently, Wanda Maximoff is in possession of this dark magic tome. But we do know that Doctor Strange is going to at least pull some red globs out of it and then smash them back into the book. Uh, because that's what you do when you have the dark hold. You just, you just play around with yeah, some yeah. chaos energy. Why not? Yeah, smash it back in there. Uh, now, we don't have a confirmed origin for the dark hold in the MCU, but in the comics, it was created by the elder god Cthon. And it was his diary of darkness where he wrote down all of his spells, prophecies, and evil ruminations on indestructible pages of flesh, mm. just like me. Mm. That's how I write my feelings. Um, I hate so it. I hate that when you're in college com. and they make you go buy like <laughs> brand new books of flesh like every semester. And you're like, can I oh just my God. use? That's why I use check. The last edition, and they're like, no, 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 you got to buy the newest flesh books, and you can't even resell those flesh books. <laughs> now, the Dark Hold was featured on the Marvel show, The Runaways, but that show is not confirmed in the MCU canon. But it also looks completely different on The Runaways. But it's possible that the Runaways version of the Dark Hold could appear as a variant in the Multiverse of Madness, but that could be really confusing. Yeah. So I don't really know if Marvel Studios would want to do that yeah, yeah. in particular. Yeah, you're right that they look different. The MCU proper, Darkhold looks really cool. The one they had on Runaways looked oh, yeah. cool, but it kind of looked like if your high school was doing a production of the Multiverse <laughs> of Madness and you know you had uh, 
your prop master's a junior in high school and he had to make a book. It, it, it didn't mm. look super cool. This one in the MCU looks very cool. I, I like the way it looks. So we know that the Darkhold is going to be used in Multiverse of Madness, but how will it come into play, Brandon? What do you think? Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm sure that Doctor Strange wants to get his hands on this book, right? You know, we know this guy loves oh, books. Yeah. He loves reading. He reads he's so a big fast. Old nerd. He's reading in his dreams. He's doing all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> he loves to break the he's rules all the dreams. time. You know, he's going looking at books he's not mm. supposed to read, pissing off Wong. But I don't know if he knew of the Darkhold before the events of WandaVision happen and he hears about the Darkhold. I don't I don't know how up he was on the Darkhold, if he had read about it in another book or something. But as soon as he, he knows about it, I'm sure he's like, I got to get this book, right? I got to see what's in here. I'm, I'm the former Sorcerer Supreme. I'll be back, Wong. Watch your back. But I want to read this book. <laughs> and we know he gets his hands on it, right? Like you said, he pulls out the red globs. He smashes them back in. But I can't see a way that Wanda gives this book up easily. Because it's her book. I mean, mm. it's basically, it's got her picture in it. You know, it's her book. It's so, true. It's her book. It has her name on it. Yeah. I'm worried that, <laughs> I'm worried that, you know, Dr. Strange stole the book and that's really going to piss off Wanda even more. And that's how it's going to come into play. I don't think the book is going to respond well to Dr. Strange because he doesn't mess around with dark magic Ooh. that much that we know of. Not, not our Strange. This you is know, true. The what if Strange did. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be a situation where he gets the book, he tries to use it and things go awry as they often do for good old Dr. Strange. What about you, MT? No, I definitely think that you're you're definitely on the money there. I think that Doctor Strange, well, especially like this Doctor Strange variant, Defender Strange, they're going to find uh, the Darkhold or interact with the Darkhold, especially after the events of Doctor Strange 1, where, you know, Caecilius almost destroyed the planet with dark magic of some sort. So th these Doctor Strange variants probably really want to learn about chaos magic and the, the nature of dark magic right. in general. So like, I always say that Doctor Strange, the Doctor Strange series is just MCU Curious George. That's exactly what it is. He's just too curious. And he's just like, you know what? I have to know. And so he's going to read that book. And he's going to become corrupted like Agatha and probably Wanda at the end of WandaVision. Yeah. So it's going to play a big role for sure. Yeah. As Doctor Strange has said, the multiverse is something we know about which we know frighteningly little. But I imagine right. that the Darkhold has a lot to say about the multiverse. You know, when Wanda oh, was looking um, at it, those little yes. globes we think are those little red balls. They're different universes, right? Probably the same thing when Doctor Strange is doing his little magic. So it's like, this is the one thing where you can learn about the multiverse, but it's also shrouded in dark magic. So that's the dangerous part of it, right? You can learn about the multiverse, but you're going to let something out that you didn't want to. And I'm glad you brought up the Runaways version of the Darkhold too, because I think that would be interesting if there's like another Darkhold that gets pulled in. We have to assume every universe has its own dark hold and maybe they interact in some way and like link them all together, something like that. That's really, yeah, I really like that idea of like variants of the dark hold just coming together. And like maybe the Illuminati has like a dark hold library. It's like, <laughs> we just take this from yeah. various Wanda's and Doctor Strange's yeah, yeah. that act up. This library, <laughs> this library is all copies of Eat, Pray, Love from every different universe. Uh, <laughs> and this one is all dark holds. Do not get them mixed up. Very dangerous. <laughs> Very dangerous. <laughs> they will both kill you. <laughs> Don't mistake. They will both end your life. One thing I did like about the Dark Cult on Runaways was that people couldn't read it, right? Some people, if they looked at the book, it was like blank. But if you had the power, if you had the magic, when you looked at the book, you could see the words in it. Like, I like that little caveat. That, that way you're keeping, like, the real danger out of 
super unprepared hands. It would be interesting to find out if our Darkhold works that way too. You know, we've only ever seen Agatha and Wanda interact with it. Both of them have the touch. They have the power. <laughs> so they're able to read the book. The but it would be cool if like someone else picks it up, like Bruce Banner picks it up and he's like, I don't, I don't see anything. You, know, you get a little Westworld action where he's like, this doesn't look like anything to me. This doesn't look like anything. <laughs> Doesn't look like anything to me. It reminds me of that uh, DW meme. I can't read. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't read this sign. <laughs> I forget how it goes. That sign can't stop me because I can't read. Yeah, I think that like we have universes of light, which is like where all of all, like the human beings and aliens live. And but then like between these universes of light, there's the dark space, and like we sort of see it at the beginning of the Loki finale, where they have these two black holes. And I think that they're the, the space between those black holes is the dark realm where all the, the evil creatures and the, the, dark, the, the darkness lives. I like that idea that there's like, the dimensions can kind of exist in between universes. They're not totally like wrapped up inside of the universe because it's a different dimension. They can be in that little in-between space. You know, it's like the, the idea that as you go down, right, there's space in between everything. Like even your tiny little atoms, there's ton. Your atoms in your body exactly. are mostly empty space. Exactly. As you keep going down, you'll never find things touching. Right? There's always space between everything, no matter how small you get in the quantum realm. You you can't ever get things to touch. So it's like there's always that darkness in between. Just touching me. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching me. The dark hold, I think, could be used as a way to access that darkness or let stuff out of that darkness. Like maybe that ribbon monster we see in the trailer came out of the dark hold because we don't know everything this thing could do it's not just a book of spells it has a lot of power kathan put like so much darkness into this thing you know they've used it so much in the comics and in the comics it's basically this endless resource of stuff everything is in there they, they find something new every day inside the dark hold and it, even though it, in the mcu you know it kind of looks like it's just like 10 pages right it looks it looks kind of small <laughs> and like the pages look kind of thick and weird but I bet it's one of those weird magical things where you just keep flipping and there's always new pages to find. Like, there's no end. It's probably like a, a magic tablet or some, yeah. of some sort where, like, each page changes. It's like, oh, what do you need? I'm a text of the darkest, most arcane type. I could be of great assistance to you. What the f***? <laughs> I, I really do want to see more of the dark yeah. world and, like, who, who else is in there? Yeah, yeah. Like, I... Who else is damned? Because yeah. like, it's not only Wanda. That's the book of the damn, damn, damn. A new item that we should certainly be discussing are the Ten Rings, which were recently introduced in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, and these fashionable accessories pack a powerful punch, granting the wielder of these rings enhanced strength and longevity. And Wenwu was able to live for a thousand years with these circle weapons on his arms. Good God, what a what a perk. I would love to live for a thousand years eh. and uh, not die. But then again, eh, eh, I'll take like 300 be. years and that's enough. Then I'm tired. I need a nap. Yeah. You know, 300 is good. You know, <laughs> as long as I can get to the next Avengers movie, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm good. It's been 84 years. And the rings can be fired like projectiles used as protective shields and channel energy blasts, which is super, super dope. When we like literally when, when we was using these rings in Shang-Chi, one of the coolest things in the MCU that I've ever seen. Like, I'm very sad that he's dead because, like, yeah. my God, he knew how to use those rings yeah. real good. I like when uh, Shang-Chi, like, put him on his foot and we're like, now I'm going to kick you really hard. And I was like, oh, uh, that's smart. That was smart. <laughs> I've got to just punch him. Put him on your foot. Kick him. 
I'd like to see like him like, you know, when he first gets the rage, he's like, how many different ways can I use this? I would put this on my foot. <laughs> don't don't think too hard about that question. You get a you get a pretty raunchy. <laughs> but yeah, in the post credit scene of Shang-Chi, we see Wong examining the rings along with holograms of Bruce and Carol Danvers. What we don't know is if Wong kept the rings or he or let Shang-Chi hang on to them. And Wong does mention that they're not listed in any of Kamurtage's codexes. So I guess that he doesn't have any Eldritch magic claim over any of the rings. So, you know, it would make sense for him to just let Shang-Chi keep them. Yeah, yeah. So we're not sure what they're made of exactly or if they're even of extraterrestrial origin. But Bruce Banner does confirm that they're much older than 1,000 years. And the rings do seem to operate on some sort of magic, because when Shang-Chi started to use them with the Talo magic, Wong does mention that he felt the use of the rings, like he felt uh, Shang-Chi using the rings while he was in Talo. And presumably, he never felt them before when, when Wu was utilizing them. So what do we think? Could the Ten Rings be utilized in the Multiverse of Madness, Brandon? I, I, I would love to see him come back again. I don't want to wait until, oh, you yeah. know, Shang-Chi 2 to see these rings again. They were so awesome. And we got to see them really used in, like, you know, the last third of that movie. But there was so much of that movie, we're not seeing them in action. I, I want to see Shang-Chi, like, have them the whole time, right? But I, I, I think that Wong let Shang-Chi keep the rings. You know, you mentioned he was like oh, they're not in any of our codexes, so he couldn't pull, like, a British museum and be like, mm, these are ours now. Mine. Mm, come and get them, Killmonger. <laughs> We're taking these from you. Oh, these are magic items. Uh, you, you can't have these. These are ours. They belong to magic people. He could have tried to pull that move, but he didn't pull it. So I, I think that Shang-Chi does still have them. And I think, yeah, you like you said, you have to have some sort of magic to use them. But it was interesting that mm. Wong never sensed it you know they were never sensing it when when Wu was using them you know when he used it there was like a blueness to them and then when Zhang Chi used right. them there's the orangeness right and you've talked about this MT the like Talo magic and the dark yeah. magic because I, I guess when when Wu was using him was he using like dark magic to utilize the rings because he was doing evil things I honestly do feel like, you know, just based on like the the Marvel trigger theory video that I, I posted in the past I think that the symbolism of Wenwu's blue rings sort of symbolizes that like his soul was removed because like, I think that the the orange glow in all of the Marvel movies is is symbolic of the soul stone and the soul singularity magic. So when Shang Chi gets these rings, he he hasn't had these rings suck out his soul for a thousand years. Right. So like he's fresh. So like they're using the his power to to activate. Mm. Whereas Wenwu doesn't have like that orange soul glow in right. him anymore because he used the rings the rings probably sucked out all of his his soul out his humanity is gone so he just uses this dark energy around from around him that he could just summon from the air because right. dark energy is all around well so maybe it's that's really scientific rings, well and that's could be where the rings came from right we don't know their origin yet yeah. they won't even tell us if they're from exactly. earth or from space so they their origins could be tied to dark magic i mean they could be tied to the dark hold mt I bet there's a page in the Darkhold yeah. about those rings. That would be really Honestly, I think that's a huge possibility because we're entering this new chapter mm -hmm. of darkness in the MCU because we're getting the Blade and we're getting Gore the God Butcher and I'm getting a Multiverse of Madness. Like, darkness is where this next phase of the MCU is going for sure. So, like, I can definitely see these rings being tied to a, 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 a time from before the Big Bang even happened. So, like, that's why they're just like, we just, this thing's super old. We can't even date it. I would love to see in the Multiverse of Madness, like, Wong, maybe Doctor Strange, but maybe Wong, you know, he's like, I got a guy. Hold on a second. And he calls up Shang-Chi. Either Shang-Chi comes and help, or 
Shang Chi's like, here, you can just use the rings for a little bit. And while Wong maybe doesn't know all the kung fu, he just uses magic to mm. like use the rings, right, and have mm. them like float around him, do some like badass eldritch magic geometric patterns with the rings, and then like Yo, shoot them in the darkness. Sick. That'd be so cool. And then send them back through the sling ring. Like, here you go. Thanks so much. Thanks for letting me borrow this. Really appreciate. <laughs> Thanks it. for letting me borrow yeah, this. Yeah. He just sends it back. It's all bloody. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> covered in blood and guts of like it's dimensional like, beings. Up, He's like, what the hell happened to my rings? <laughs> You gotta wash them, Wong. You gotta wash the rings. He's like, that's not my job anymore. I'm Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> I'm Sorcerer Supreme. Mm. But hey, let's discuss Wong's weapon of choice, the Wand of Wutum. Because first appearing in Doctor Strange, this weapon is used by magic wielders to help enhance, focus, and redirect their magical powers. And Wong uses it in the Battle of the Hong Kong Sanctum at the end of Doctor Strange 1. Now, what might be most interesting about this weapon is that in the comics, there were actually six wands spread across different dimensions and the wand can be used to open portals to other dimensions, something that could be useful in Multiverse of Madness. So, like, do you think that this could play a huge role in the upcoming film? I, I really hope so. You know, I think at Doctor Strange, they, they really introduced a lot of... They were not to comic book fans, right? Like, you know, here's here's the wand of Watum, you know, here's the Crimson Bands of Sidorak, right? And they just kind of use them quickly in the movie, and then they disappear. But these are uh, supposed to be, like, really important items, right? Doctor Strange picks up that that vase or whatever it is. It's like a cauldron or something. And, you know, Kaecilius is like, do you even know how to use that? And he's like, uh, no, I have no idea. Uh, but it's like, it's, <laughs> it's this like, very important thing in the comics, right? So I, I hope the Wanda Watoon comes back because like you said, that's a big, big device in the comics. Our boy Zandu always going after the Wanda Watoon. Hey, Zandu! Zandu, the most powerful and feared villain Yo, of all of Marvel comics. He's gonna be the secret villain of this whole thing, uh, man. The phase uh, four is gonna be Zandu. Zandu fans, rise up. Your time is now. He's coming up. <laughs> all my Zandudes out there, stand up <laughs> Come right on, Zandudes. <laughs> Zandudes and dudettes, let's go. Come on, Zandudes, hit that subscribe <laughs> button. Come on, let's get these likes to 10K, baby. But I, I really, I hope that Wanda Watoon comes back because it is a really powerful device. And like you mentioned, MT, the fact that, you know, in the comics, it's something that's like spread across dimensions. That could be useful here, right? They're going to have to be opening dimensions and breaking into other multiverses. So I would love to see the wand come back here and really be utilized, like really channel some some powerful stuff and become a big weapon. For sure. And like, I, I wonder if, if Wong was using that in No Way Home. He's like, you know what? You guys do your thing. I'm going to use this wand of a tomb to go to different dimensions. Like, what if that yeah. snowy place was a different dimension? Yeah. He was packing his bags Ooh. and taking the wand of a tomb on a trip around the dimension. Yeah. He's like, I don't care what Dr. Strange does. As long as I have the most important thing here, yeah. the wand of a tomb. Yeah. But it, it, it better show up again. I would like to see, I would like to see it come back in this, in this film get utilized oh, and maybe really? let dr strange use it maybe oh, yeah. no maybe wong now is like eh, i'm the source of supreme now i don't need this you can have it dr right. strange <laughs> this is like training wheels yeah i don't need these this are thing. for lesser I'm wizards kind of really. so you can have it go ahead but hey one of the most powerful weapons in the mcu right now has got to be stormbreaker thor's mighty axe of a replacement for his beloved and crumbled mjolnir but still very much packs quite a punch and this one doesn't have a very specific enchantment that keeps anyone from wielding it. So you don't have to be worthy to pick this bad boy up, though you probably need a significant arm strength. And the last we saw of Stormbreaker, Thor was taking it with him for his adventures with the Asgardians of the galaxy. <laughs> but if he were to get a call from his good friend, Doctor Strange, would he be willing to lend it over to help? Could Doctor Strange even wield this thing with his, you know, messed up hands? He's just a human being after <laughs> all, and he has messed up hands. So 
Uh, what do you think? I think he could do a little magic enchantment to give him the power to like pick up Stormbreaker. Uh, this is this oh, is yeah. probably a wild one. I mean, I, I wouldn't expect to see this one in the film, but that would be so cool if Doctor Strange was able to utilize it. Again, use a little magic, have it like swirl around your head, mm. send it shooting into your villain, you know, aim for the head. You mm. always got to aim for the head. You always got to aim for that dang head, man. Like, come on. Like, why would you not? We know in the comics that uh, Stormbreaker is primarily used by Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. So like, what if we see a Beta Ray Bill variant or a, or an appearance in Multiverse of Madness? Because we did, we did see him briefly appear as an Easter egg in uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, that would be awesome. Like, I would love to see him show up here, especially if we're going to be jumping through multiverses and everything. But that would be a cool idea, right? It's not the Stormbreaker we see Doctor Strange use isn't our Thors. It's actually Beta Ray Bills. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. Take this for a spin. Could I borrow a couple of these? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, Odin let me use it in my universe. So, like, he, I'm sure it'd be cool if you use it. It just doesn't matter. I think it'd be really dope if, um, if that Stormbreaker was an element. I, I would love to see just a different Thor. We do know in the comics that, um, Donald Blake was a big part mm. of, you know, of, of the Thor mythos. Right. And we haven't really seen the, this uh, Donald Blake separate from Thor yet. Yeah. We do see that. They, we do know that, um, Thor 1 briefly mentioned Yeah, that, they teased like, it, right? We saw her. She had the the name tag that said Donald Blake or whatever, right? Yeah. An old fling. This is my cane called Stormbreaker. Just a regular cane yeah. slash umbrella, whatever <laughs> I need it to be, really. But hey, speaking of uh, uh, the, uh, uh, canes and staffs and whatnot, uh, Gungnir was Odin's staff that we've seen wielded in every Thor film. It's made of Uru and is able to project powerful amounts of energy. It can even channel dark energy to act as a teleporter similar to the Bifrost. And Odin uses Gungnir to send Thor back to Earth to retrieve Loki in Avengers, which is why uh, Loki says, how much dark energy did the father have to use to send you back? Oh, dad loves you so much. <laughs> dad loves you more than me because oh, he's your real so father. much dark <laughs> energy. Uh, uh. Hey, Gungnir can also be used to operate the Bifrost, just in case you, you know, misplace Heimdall's sword. I lost it. I know I can see everything, but I can't see where my sword is. Heimdall can see everything, but can he see why kids love the taste of Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Yes. I don't think so. But is this staff really still around? Because during the events of Ragnarok, we saw Thor utilize his father's weapon while battling his sister Hela, and he sort of leaves it on the throne room as the battle rages on, and then Searcher does his thing and Asgard is destroyed, so can we assume that this staff is just floating around in space somewhere? Like, could Doctor Strange just snag it and use it? Like, is, do you think it's still intact? Yes and yes, MT. Uh, there's no way the staff got destroyed when Ragnarok happened. It's too powerful. Mm. It's such an important item. I think it is just kind of floating around in space. Mm. You know, there was lots of stuff in Odin's vault that I, you know, I assume is just still floating in space. Like the cask of ancient mm. winters, right? There's no way that thing was destroyed. Right. Uh, it's, it's too powerful. For I think sure. it's just like debris floating out there. So if you know how to fly to Asgard, you can just go grab it, right? Uh, but I think Doctor Strange could like open a little portal and like zoop, zip it right out of space because he can sense it. Asgardian magic, I think, is probably pretty close to Eldric magic. I, I would assume those two things are mm. very similar. You know, they're both tied to Earth in similar yeah. ways. They're utilized on Earth and in different places throughout the universe. Mm. Uh, so I would think that if any of these items would respond to magic that Doctor Strange uses, it would be like an Asgardian item. He could, he could utilize the staff. Sure. And it would be really cool to see that come back. Loki killed his dad with it, right? Didn't he stab 
Laufey with with his dad's spear or his, yeah, his no, adopted he, he, dad's he, spear. He incinerated him. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he like <laughs> gave him the flame. Yeah, like, he's no more. Um, that was pretty pretty diesel. If we don't see it in in this next film, it, it's got to show back up in Thor four, right? It should be what Valkyrie has. Oh, if yeah. She's the boss now. If she's she's the king of Asgard. Oh yeah. Like, give her the give her Gungnir. Let her use it. Gungnir can also like channel like uh, the Odin force, right? It, it can direct mm. that magic through it. So it. It, it is a powerful item, and of anything, I think like this one could come back for sure. Uh, and it would be cool to see it get used in not a Thor film, like have it show up in Doctor Strange. It would be super dope if it showed up in Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness because, like, like you said, it's like probably one of the most powerful weapons, if not the most powerful weapon in the MCU. Mm. I mean, I don't want to say that. Mm. Like, Hot take. That's, that's Hot a huge take. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, there's the Infinity Gauntlet, so like that's yeah, number yeah, that's one. old school. Like, We're done with that. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just a glove. Who cares? Plus, yeah, our, our Infinity Stones have been glove. atomized. Or have they? They haven't. That was a trick. Atomized. Atomized. <laughs> I would love to see Gungnir factor into Armor Wars in some way. <laughs> Even if it would be crazy if it was just like, you know, we literally have armor. Like, yeah, this yeah. is like a weapon. Um, <laughs> People showing up in all these, like, like, you know, we Tony Stark, like, you know, Iron Man type suits and someone just like collecting them on the staff, just stabbing right through them. Like a shish kebabs <laughs> out of these bad boys. Just like Rhodey has to dodge like big staff. Like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. It's a stick. But here's one you may not have considered. The Tempad. Mm. And these are the devices introduced in the Loki series that allow the TVA to move through time and space utilizing time doors. And they can also be used to call Miss Minutes, my former uh, wife, who turned out to be evil, but you know... <laughs> Marriage, most wives do MT. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they could also be used to call Miss Minutes, which depending on what mood she's in, could be a good or bad thing. A Tempai would be extremely useful if Steven needed to jump around the timeline. And we saw in one of the Doctor Strange trailers what could possibly be a orange glow of a time door. So it's possible a Tempad could make an appearance in Multiverse of Madness. But how do these things work now that the TVA has been retconned by the death of he who remains like do they, you think they still like function the same or the changes that were made to the tva were pretty superficial right the statue changed people mm. don't know people the same way anymore but like most of the infrastructure right. is still there so i would imagine that these tempads mm. would still work i mean this is a, a really cool mm. idea mt that like dr strange used a tempad here to like jump around in time to get through it i mean mm. those things do need to be recharged remember like sylvie's battery when she True. was using it the battery was running low they must be connected to some sort of main you know tva computer so someone could probably track yeah. you if you were using it that's how they caught you know sylvie and stuff dad there's like whores here and stuff sweetheart how many times have i told you don't say and stuff just say dad there are whores here no there's like a ton this would be a really cool idea you know we talk about all these weapons and powerful items, but this item is super powerful for what it's where it's able to move you around time and space. So I think definitely oh, this yeah, is, this sure. would be a really cool thing for Doctor Strange to use. I would assume he'd be able to figure out how to use it. He's a pretty smart guy. Uh, he reads a lot. <laughs> it seems pretty user friendly. He reads a you know? whole lot. And man, if Miss Minutes shows up in Multiverse of Madness, all bets are off, baby. I don't know all if I can handle it. It's, it's, it's been a rough divorce, um, but you know. I think I, I, I'll be able to work my way up to us being in the same room together one of these days. But uh, it's, I don't know if it's going to be today. One of these days. I honestly think that there could be a link between the, these TVA doors and Doctor Strange's magic. Like, 100% honestly. Because, like, they, they both are orange energy sources. And, I, and we do know that Doctor Strange's magic 
allows for teleportation across distances. Right. But there could be a possibility that, you know, whatever power source uh, powers these TVA uh, tempads could be linked to whatever energy that the Wizards of Kamertage use. Like, I think that Doctor Strange could be uh, very proficient at a temp door and could theoretically maybe even create one himself. Um, but who knows? I mean, how pissed is he going to be if he gets a temp pad and is like, you could just use one of these to jump around time? I'm messing with a time stone? <laughs> like, I'm breaking the fabric of the universe and you guys are just using a little uh, a calculator to get around? So, like, this isn't fair. He's going right? to be so pissed. Like, I could have used one of these on the top of Mount Everest yeah, right? a couple movies ago. I almost died. I almost died. Rude. Rude. But those are our top picks for our top powerful artifacts in the MCU still around today. What do you think might make an appearance, Brandon? Uh, I like, mean, out of all of these, what's most likely? These are a lot of cool things. You know, we know the MCU, they love to throw in new stuff all the time. We're probably going to get some new stuff, you know, like in uh, No Way Home. They throw in the Machina de Cadavis uh, out of nowhere, and then it's mm. gone again. So... We'll probably get new stuff, but <laughs> if there's going to be a return of an artifact, we've made a lot of strong arguments here today. I'm going to put my money on the Ten Rings. I would love to see them show up. Ooh. Just a little appearance again. You know, they're new. They're hot on okay. the scene. Uh, I'd like to see them again in this movie. Just real quick. Just a little pop in, pop out of the Ten Rings would be really awesome. What about you, MT? We know that the Darkhold is going to be in this. So I'm not going to say the Darkhold, because that, that's obviously the most important. Um, but yeah, I think the Ten Rings are going to play a huge role uh, moving forward because like I, I i believe personally that they are tied to this new dark chapter of the mcu and they are uh, like a dark um item much like your your ebony blade that we saw at the end of eternals mm. i think we're just going to get all these dark items and i would love to see the ten rings further explained um by having like either a variant pop up and just be like all right here are the ten rings wong had an analysis let's see what dr strange thinks of these ten rings yeah so, yeah, I think it'd be really dope to see uh, the Ten Rings just factor in. And maybe a Wenwu variant popped up and uh, just mess things up. Like, I would love to see Wenwu on the council. Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, yeah. On the Illuminati council? Like a oh, Wenwu that doesn't get beat yeah. by Shang-Chi and keeps them for another thousand years <laughs> and gets even more evil and dark and messed up. Yeah, that would be really cool. Before we continue, our friends at Epicure Shop have three new Batman-inspired shirts just in time for the film's premiere. And you won't find these original designs anywhere else. And they also have multiple sock designs, and even a Riddler tie. So find all this cool new merch and lots more over at NewRockStarsMerch.com. And before we dive into our bite-sized questions next, some words from the lovely people that help bring us big question to you. People like Avast. Cybersecurity is confusing and scary, but luckily we have Avast to help us with it. Avast has been a global leader in cybersecurity for more than 30 years and is trusted by over 435 million people. Users. And thanks to Avast for supporting Big Question. Avast empowers you with digital safety and privacy, no matter who you are, where you are, or how you connect, so you can enjoy the opportunities that come with being connected on your terms. Avast's new all-in-one solution, Avast One, helps you take control of your safety and privacy online through a range of features. Learn more about Avast One at Avast.com. Avast Antivirus stops viruses and malware from harming your devices. And Avast PC Speedup manages the background data apps use and speeds up your PC. I like the peace of mind you get from Avast One from not having to worry about viruses or malware. And Avast prevents over 1.5 billion attacks every month. And with Avast One, you can confidently take control of your online world without worrying about viruses, phishing attacks, ransomware, hacking attempts, and other cyber crimes that should not be allowed. Learn more about Avast One at avast.com. 
Online shopping isn't slowing down anytime soon. I know you wanted to, but it's not going to. Is your business ready to keep up with the pace? With ShipStation, you'll never worry about shipping again. Imagine a world where you're never worrying about shipping. The things you could do, the things you could worry about, it'll be great. Make the switch to handle all your shipping needs quickly, affordably, and painlessly. Go to ShipStation. ShipStation is already trusted by over 100,000 e-commerce sellers. Keep track of orders from any sales channel. Easily find the best shipping carrier with deeply discounted rates. Automate just about any shipping task with just a few clicks. We've used ShipStation at New Rockstars and loved how easy it made shipping a bunch of stuff to a bunch of different people. It was also great to save money by comparing the rates of different carriers. Save time by funneling all your orders into one simple interface, no matter what you're selling. Manage every order, Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or your own website from anywhere, even your phone. Make shipping the easy part of having an online store. No wonder 98% of companies that use ShipStation for a year keep using it for as long as they're in business. It's that good. Ship more in less time with ShipStation. Use code BIGQUESTION to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in Big Question. ShipStation. Make ship happen. Ooh, you said a bad word. Wait, you, you didn't. Word. You said ship. It's a tricky oh, bad oh. word. And hey, we love to learn more about our audience and what you're into so we can make creative choices and choose sponsors that are relevant to our fans because I just feel like that makes sense. So there's a quick survey that we'd really appreciate if you could take at the bottom of the description box below. So check out the link in the description to give us some feedback because we would really appreciate it so you could see more things that you guys would like to see as sponsors because we just don't want to, you know, just yeah. shove random things into your eyeballs. We love doing these ad reads, you know but we want to do ad reads for ads that you want to hear read to you. You know what's super kind, Brandon? What? Food, mm. especially bite-sized food. Mm, I love bite-sized food. It's time for a bite-sized question, Brandon. That's how I eat. I say every time I eat. Must be so great on dates with MT. Hear him go, num, 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 in the restaurant. It's why I'm single. She's like, I'm gonna leave. Bye. I'm going home. Brandon, what is the better overall metal, Beskar or Vibranium? This is from Cameron Metal Struggles on Discord. Thank you, Cameron. Oh boy, here we go. We're comparing metallic elements from two completely different fictional universes. <laughs> so let's just lay that caveat right out at the top, okay? This is nearly impossible to do, but we're going to do it, all right? Beskar, the metal so loved by the Mandalorians in the Star Wars universe, and Vibranium, the compound from the meteorite that landed in Wakanda and is used to make all sorts of amazing tech, most notably Cap's shield and Black Panther's suit. Okay, so these are our two metals we're going to compare. We'll start with Beskar from the Star Wars universe, okay? It has a high tolerance to different forms of damage, whether it's like physical, blaster fire, heat, uh, very high tolerance to that, very hard to damage. Uh, it could even repel lightsaber strikes. I mean, that's pretty badass, right? Lightsabers are... That is super badass. Yeah, it's a very powerful weapon in the Star Wars universe, and this is like the one metal that can resist it. It's the toughest and most legendary metal uh, in the galaxy for Star Wars, so... That's, mm. it's very important, very, very high functioning stuff. And here's a fun fact for you folks at home. The term Beskar didn't come around until an article from the Star Wars Insider Magazine in 2006. Uh, this article was called The Mandalorians, colon, People and Culture. Before then, this metal mm. was just called Mandalorian Iron. Uh, and it, it only comes from Mandalore and its moon, Concordia. So that's why it's so valuable and so precious. But yeah, 
Beskar is a very fresh term. I didn't even know this. It's super fresh from 2006. Then we have vibranium. And guess what, folks? It's also incredibly strong and durable. That's what I keep hearing. Vibranium can absorb vibration, right? And it can also mm. deflect kinetic energy. So, you know, when we see like bullets hit vibranium, they bounce off and they don't just like drop down. They can mm. bounce off and hurt other people. I think Captain America has used that quite effectively with his shield. And vibranium can also conduct electricity, which is good and bad. Good because, you know, you can use it as a conductive element, but also bad because Black Widow was able to just like shock uh, uh, Black Panther. He was like, you know, like, uh, it's tough. That's tough sometimes. And of course, vibranium comes from somewhere in the universe. We don't really know where it comes from necessarily. Presumably there's a whole planet. I think it comes from Florida. Oh, from Florida? Oh, great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all the good things uh, come from Florida, right? Oranges and vibranium. That's it. There's a limited supply on Earth, though not that limited. We saw those caverns in Black Panther, and they're still mining it out of the ground, so they seem to have a lot oh, of they, they They barely yeah. scratch the surface there. Yeah, Beskar, they're, they're trying to collect what's left of Beskar because, you know, Mandalore got blown up. In theory, there's a ton of vibranium throughout the galaxy of the MCU, um, but... Mm. finding it can be tough. Another important thing that both of these elements share is they can damage themselves, right? So Beskar can damage Ooh. Beskar, Vibranium damages Vibranium. You know, we've seen this played out uh, in both, both franchises. Uh, they're both great metals, but at the end of the day, I think Vibranium slightly takes the lead over Beskar, mainly because it's more malleable. You know what I mean? We saw right. like Beskar made into that cute little chainmail for for little Grogu, right? <laughs> and that's pretty flexible. You make the little links. But vibranium, they weave into their clothing, as Claw said, right? Like, they, you can make vibranium into this very light, thin mesh. So I think it's just, uh, it has a slightly more advantage because it's a little more malleable uh, uh, than Beskar is. But these are both great metals, guys. I don't want to have a big fight about it. But in my <laughs> humble opinion, I think vibranium is a slightly better metal than Beskar. But our second bite-sized question of the day is, how fast can Iron Man fly? And this is from Smith 24 on Discord. Once again, Smith, we love you. Thank you for your questions. Yes, thank you, thank you. So how fast can an Iron Man fly? Well, in the comics, Iron Man has been shown to be able to reach some phenomenal speeds. He was able to escape a black hole, which means he would need to travel about the speed of light pretty fast if you're not familiar mm -hmm. with it. Uh, a little fast, yeah. In the comics, when he joined the Guardians of the Galaxy, he created a special armor that allowed him to travel at warp speeds between planets and sub-warp speed when he was just kind of, you know, cruising around, which was about Mach 10 or roughly, uh, you know, 7,400 miles per hour. So pretty fast, pretty fast. Just a casual Mach 10. Yeah, just That'd a casual cool. Mach 10. And even, you know, mm. in the first Avengers, he chases down a missile, which is probably going about Mach 5. So he's going pretty quick. Uh, but most importantly, we mm. saw in Infinity War how he used that little extra boost to chase down Ebony Maw in his flying donut, right? He had to, he had to catch that, that <laughs> spaceship that was leaving Earth's atmosphere. And to leave Earth's orbit, you need to be going at least, at least 25,000 miles per hour. Uh, and Tony was able to catch mm. up to the ship, which was probably going at least that speed. So if he puts on that extra juice, we know he can at least get up to 25,000 miles per hour. So that's pretty fast, pretty fast. Uh, it's a good thing you can pee in the suit because I would be peeing my pants if I was going that fast uh, in an Iron Man suit. 
for sure. I hope you can poop in the suit because that's what I need. Yeah. Uh, just to yeah. poop to it, it, turn into energy. Yeah, I'd be like, Jarvis, give me the brown suit. Here we go. Let's go. Maybe that's why he can go uh, Mach 10 is because the poop is helping him project forward like Super Mario Sunshine. That's disgusting. I am so sorry. Here we go. Um, <laughs> but now it is time for my favorite part of the show. Way less dark than that. The box of scraps. Oh, the box of scraps. Brandon, if you could have any one artifact from any fictional universe other than a box of scraps from Iron Man 1 mm. and be able to use it, what would it be and why? Mm. Item from any fictional universe. I'm going to turn uh, to an animated universe here. Uh, I'm going to take Ooh, okay. the old uh, the lamp from Aladdin. The genie's lamp. Oh, that's lamp. a good one. Oh my, I've always wanted one ever since I watched Aladdin. Yeah, yeah. I was obsessed I'm gonna with get, owning a I'm lamp. I'm going to get my three ah. wishes. You know what I mean? I think I think that's what I'm going to go hey. for. What would you wish for? You can't say what I'd wish for out loud. Uh, it, it won't come true, right? Or I guess you have to say it out loud to the this lamp, right? To genie. <laughs> He's like, do sign language, please. Yeah. Don't say it out loud. Uh, don't, the don't first wish is going to be um, tons of crypto. Crypto, baby. Hey. Give me that crypto. <laughs> Honestly, just having Genie as a friend, um, you know, it's just really great, I hear. You never had a friend like him, you know? That's what I hear. But for me, um, it's definitely not as, I feel, as cool or efficient, I feel, as uh, as having a Genie. But I do think that having a TARDIS from Doctor Who Ooh, okay. would be freaking awesome. I'm a huge Doctor Who nerd. It's my favorite TV show of all time to this day. That's pretty good. Um, so I would love to have a time-traveling police box where I could just time travel space and time. And uh, just neglect my responsibilities because why not? Now I'm I'm not up on Doctor <laughs> Who. I'm not a Doctor Who aficionado. Don't come at me. Don't at me. Okay, I don't have the time. It's <laughs> Obviously, forty-seven honestly, seasons of that you're, show. You're, you're, you're normal. What's the little What's the <laughs> little magic wand that uh, the 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 he has? The sonic screwdriver. The sonic it's screwdriver. A screwdriver okay. that he just it, it, it helps advance the plot. <laughs> it's like you need the door unlocked. All right, here we go. <laughs> You know, that would be helpful in my life, too. Something that advances the plot of my life a little bit would be very helpful. Exactly. You know, I'm not up on my Doctor Who, but I always say to all my Doctor Who friends, I wish you the best with Doctor Who. Every time there's a new a new series coming out, I'm like, I hope it's great for you guys. I hope it gives you everything you want. Because I think, I think the Doctor Who fans, they get the high highs, but man, they get the low lows. And I feel bad. I feel we bad. We be getting the low lows, man. It's been rough on these streets for the past couple of years, I know. man. But Russell T. Davies, he's coming back. I'm always, I'm always pulling for my Doctor Who fans out there. I want, I want the best for you guys. You guys, you, you've earned it. You deserve it. Best Doctor Who ever. It's coming your way. I promise. I promise. But that is it for this episode of Big Question. A huge thank you to Brandon, as always, for joining me on this episode. Follow him at Brennan Barrick if you want to see him tweet amazing things. Follow me at Master Tame if you want to see me tweet some really weird things. But follow New Rockstars anywhere we are on social media, especially on YouTube. And when you do on YouTube, make sure you hit that notification bell get notifications every time we upload a video which is basically every day and if you want to continue the conversation join our new rockstars discord if you are 18 years old and older but yeah thank you guys so much for watching this video we love you guys so much and thank you so much for spending time with us we cannot wait to talk to you guys again goodbye bye bye see you later kiss my ass so when 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 so when shang chi do you know anyone who'd want to put a banana in your husband's rectum? In the comics, Stormbreaker is the hammer of...
Uh, Bill, Billy Ray Cyrus. Why was I gonna say Billy Ray Cyrus? Someone kill me. I can't die. Wow. <laughs> Existence is pain. Roger, Roger. Uh -oh. <coughs> Get him the rings. He's dying. What are you listening to, John? You can hear that? Yes, I can hear that. Someone's at the doctor's office. I can still hear it. <laughs> That's an ad, John. Randall can see everything, but can he see why kids love the taste of Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Yeah, I still hear it. <laughs> Always grab the hurdy gurdy. The hurdy gurdy. What the heck's a hurdy People showing up in all these like Tony Stark like you know, Iron Man type suits and someone just like collecting them on the staff, just stabbing right through them. Like a shish kebabs out of these bad boys. <laughs> just like Rodance and Dodge, like being stabbed. Like, oh no. <laughs> that new rock scars. Blah. So check the new rock. Blah. So, sorry. I'd like to see like, you know, when he first gets the rings, he's like, how many different ways can I use this? I would put this on my foot. Don't, don't think too hard about that question. You get a, you get a pretty, Raunchy. Oh. That's how I eat. I say hum num num every time I eat. Must be so great on dates with MT. Hear him go num <laughs> num 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 in the restaurant. After the first hum num 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 num, the girl just quickly exits. She's runs, like hum num num num, I'm gonna oh, leave. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and you won't find these originals. I keep going fast. Every time I speed up, <laughs> I trip up my words. I just get so anxious because I'm like, editors need to get this done fast. I'm so sorry. Yeah, smash it um, back in, man. Keep track of orders from any sales channel. Easily find the best shipping carrier.